Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois out what we call lovingly the corn patch, and you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God. And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material, not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. The name of the message is America Forsaken. America Forsaken. As we watch this downward spiral of this great nation, it's hard to believe that somebody within our government, somebody within a place of power within this nation, hadn't stood up and said, look, here's what's going on, here's what it's going to take to stop it. Now, I remember distinctly writing letters to the White House. Now, I know they really are excited about me doing that. And telling the President of this United States that the United States must repent and turn to the living God to come out of the whore that we're serving. Never got any response. But I can tell you this night that this God we serve is real. And I can tell you this night that when enough becomes enough with this living God, judgment's going to come. He's a merciful God, and He doesn't just bless God, drop the hammer, as we would say, the first time we make a mistake. This that's now taking place in America has been going on for a long time, probably somewhere back in the 40s. So it is now catching up with us. It is now turning as a vengeance upon us, and it is going to change the lives of literally every person, not only in the United States of America, but every person in the world. And yet at the same time as I have spent these 30-some years screaming and yelling and jumping up and down and saying, judgment is coming. There's no way to stop it. There's no way to intercede for it other than the president and his men to call for a three-day fast and to repent for their sins and the sins of the nation, then to call the, the, the Congress to do the same thing, and then to call the peoples of the United States of America to do it, and America can be, can be saved and the rest of the world can keep going down. But they would have it not. They, as, as I prophesied in, in the thing that I read last night, that America has seemingly thought that we have become our own God. We don't need the living God. We have everything. And we're about to find out we don't have anything at all. During the time of what's going on now that's going to worsen and worsen and worsen is also one of the most exciting times that you and I will ever have believed to have seen. There will never be another time like it, the Bible says. And at the same time, there will never be more power of God's anointing in operation than we could imagine. Turn with me to 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. 1 Timothy 4. When a nation falls into the hands of a living God, then they are judged, righteously so, by the living God. The fourth chapter, 1 Timothy, first verse. Now the Spirit, now notice who's speaking, not a man, the Spirit, speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Now, let's uh, just a minute here. Some shall depart from the faith. What faith? 
Well, we're going to read down here after a while. The faith that was once delivered to the saints. What faith was that? It's not hard to figure out if you just look at it. The faith was the covenant. The faith was, was, was the Father's dear Son, Yeshua. His testimony and the power of the Rahakadish, the Holy Ghost, to understand that we, in other words, they would leave that faith. They would leave that doctrine. They would leave that time. How many of you here this evening can actually see thus far where you're at with God and realize that the church is so far from where they were then that it's not even funny? We don't even resemble what was taking place there. It's because why? Some departed from the faith. Now listen. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Whoa, wait now, no, that no, you're no, you no, that's not the church. Oh yeah, it is. Seducing spirits. What are seducing spirits? You remember when you were a kid? I do. Remember the first time you ever really did anything wrong? I do. Second grade, stole a yellow pencil from my cousin, my second cousin, in the second grade classroom. Teacher come around, the teacher said, All right, Tommy. Is that your pencil? And I said, yeah, I, I, I just bought this. Whew. My cousin began to cry. She said, you know that's not right, Tommy. That's my pencil. And the teacher let me keep the pencil. I went home. You all relate to this story in your own way. Sin will convict you. Your, your, bless God, your, your, your spirit is so, is so sensitive and open when you're a child that until you harden, until you harden, yourself, your spirit will tell on you to you. About 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm in my, my dad and mom's bedroom, bawling my eyes out. And my mom said, what is wrong with you? And I told her the story. And she said, you must take the pencil back tomorrow, and you must go to the teacher, and you must tell her that the pencil belongs. And I remember the, my cousin's name, Connie. Second grade. Boy, that was a tough thing to do. But isn't it always... Isn't it always? That's the reason I said, you know, the problem with sin is that the stinking devil doesn't tell you the end result of it. That's what's wrong with sin, because you know, all you're doing the, the moment in time with it. So anyway, I went back, got it all straightened out, but I began to realize something from that early age on. Anytime anything happened, I felt guilty. Why? It was my spirit. My spirit was trying to say, Tom, you're wrong. That's not the way you to, you're to be. You know, I'm, I'm always saying that, bless God, we need to get rightly related first to God and then rightly related one to another. And your spirit will keep dealing with you until you sear it, until you bring it to a time where somehow it doesn't, it doesn't bother you anymore. You remember when you started driving a car, the speed limit was 35 and you'd run it up to 50? You'd look down there and go, ooh. Spirit's talking to you. But remember the time that got to be where that was a plain thing to do, to run it up there to 50 and let it rip. Why didn't your spirit still talk to you? Because you have authority over your spirit. You have the key as to whether... See, folks, you can't follow your spirit. You can't follow your spirit when you have abused your spirit. Because if you don't understand the unction of your spirit, 
then 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 you and 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 you close that unction or that movement of your spirit speaking to you, and and now listen to me, growing up folks that we are, and that's what happens, and and it gets shut off. Then you get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. You get all excited, and all of a sudden you hear in the, reading the Bible where the Lord God spoke to Peter and Paul and the rest of the boys and girls. And all of a sudden, you're hearing these voices. And all of a sudden, you're believing that, bless God, now you, okay? But now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. If you have calloused or you have hardened your spirit through sin, and that's the way this thing happens, then, brothers and sisters, can, can you really? Can you, can you really? Not without deliverance, you can't. And see, uh, again, these kind of depths taught by prophets or something that's unknown to the church. Because we understand over into this side, over into this depth, and we understand what a bunch of hogwash most of this, I heard what the Lord said, and thus saith the Lord is. And because the churches don't have prophets in them, real prophets that bless God that are able to discern and to judge those prophecies, the whole thing went is going rampant. There's no way to get around it. So seducing spirits come in, spirits that imitate, spirits of darkness imitating the spirit of light, bringing us into a place of believing that it is God that's speaking to us. Those are seducing spirits. Those are the spirits of bless God that get these people going this way when God wants them going that way. These are the spirits that make people heady and high-minded and, and believe that, bless God, they know everything there is to know about God and there anything else to know. And then, you know, next month me and the prophet will be standing up there elbow to elbow prophesying. That'll never happen. But that's what seducing spirits are. What's doctrines of devils? Doctrines of devils are, bless God, anything outside, bless God, the covenant, outside, bless God, the festivals, the new moon. Bless God, you, got, you, 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 you have to realize that there are doctrines of devils. Now, most of the time when the church teaches this, they're talking about witchcraft. Now, that's not what that is. But when you go down into the next, you know, into this next verse, it says, speaking lies in, in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And that's where it comes to. Our nation, the leadership of our nation, as I said, has been turned over to a reparate mind. That happened, that happened, I believe, the best of my understanding prophetically, that happened when Bill Clinton was elected. Because that's when I stood and prophesied what the Lord God told me, that it was the beginning of the end of America. That everybody, that it wouldn't make no difference who was placed as the president of America from that time off on, they would not be able to save America. Now, wait a minute. We've got a Savior here that's coming in to be inaugurated here, here next week or so, aren't we? Uh -huh. We'll see, won't we? Now, once that we get ourselves into, into, into these positions and we've been overtaken and, by familiar spirits, turned over to reprobate mind, and see, that's the reason the government wouldn't know right from wrong, and they don't know right from wrong, and that's what reprobate mind is all about. Even though they're here, told the truth, even though they know to do the truth, they can't do it because, bless God, why? Because darkness is in control of them full time. Are you trying to say, Brother Deckard, that darkness has control of our government? 100%. 100%. Darkness has control over, if you will, the rudder that guides America. You're talking about a ship. What can we do about it? Smile and believe God, folks, because there's nothing you can do.
And that's the reason, you know, we've gone through all these years, and, and I think I mentioned today, I think this morning maybe, about these jugheads that get together and they're going to pray and fast and hold back judgment from the hand of God. They haven't yet, have they? And they won't. Judgment is upon America. God has now forsaken this great land. I told you last, last night, I think it was, is when I watched God and that vision take the four angels that watch over and protect America from the four corners of America were taken off of the land and they went up, and, up into heaven and they were gone. It was over. There is no protection over this great land anymore. We're on our own and we're not doing very well on our own. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. And here again he says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Are we in perilous times? Is this the last days? Amen. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Do we have people loving their own selves? Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you, excuse me, selfishness is, is unbelievable. Everybody is out for me, myself, and I. The church, you can't again tell the difference between the church and the world anymore. Not when it comes to sin. Not when it comes to sickness. Not when it comes to, 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 to bless God's finances or anything else. We, we, we see we don't we don't even look any further uh, that, that, look any more than I'm sorry the world itself something's wrong and he, and he says that we will be what we'll be covetous we'll be boasters we'll be proud we'll be blasphemers we'll be disobedient to parents unthankful unholy what a deal unthankful unholy down in the first verse thirteenth verse and it goes on through there and talks about having a form fifth verse having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Isn't that what we say in the Pentecostal and Charismatic Church? Oh, the power, oh, the power, oh, the power of the anointing. And they're powerless. Most of, the, most, of, most of those churches, most of those people couldn't heal a sick cow in the name of Yeshua. And, 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 and here's what we're told. See, the, these things that were written were to admonish us in the last days to understand. We're in agreement. We're in the last days. We're in agreement that, bless God, that all those things, and I didn't go down through there, that uh, the rest of those things are doing. The, the seventh verse says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Sounds like the church to me. Thirteenth verse says this, But evil men and seducers shall, worse, shall wax worse and worse. Evil men and seducers, now listen, deceiving and being deceived. So, deception. Deception. What, what did Yeshua say in, 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 in Matthew 24? Remember last night? Let no man deceive you. The first thing he warned us about was let no man deceive you. And yet what we're being shown here in the, this last day scenario that the, that, that the writer is talking about here, that he's talking about the, the bless God deceiving and being deceived. Do you think the church is being deceived? Absolutely. Are they deceiving too? Absolutely. How are they deceiving? Well, the fact of it is, they're not going to come in. The ministers aren't going to come. People always say, won't it be wonderful, boy, when the, you know, the, the, the ministers... They're not coming into this thing. God's raising up ministers. I said a long time ago, God's bringing those of you that, bless God, the church rejected, that are called and anointed of God to the forefront, and now you're going to walk. You're going to walk upright before the Lord our God, and you're going to perform exploits that's going to turn, uh, bless God, the heads of people for miles and miles around, because the Lord God is with you. Do you think you think the church would let you in to preach where you're at now? <laughs> one time it got so bad, well, when I started this, this church here, the first one, it kind of got to be a joke. Well, old Brother Deckard, he couldn't find nowhere to preach, so he had to go out and start his own church. 
pretty well the truth, too, as a matter of fact, except the Lord God made me do it, made me. But I know today why. It took a while, but I know. Let's go, let's go on over. Uh, let's go into the book of, uh, on over. Let's go to, you know, to the book of Hebrews, fifth chapter. Now, all these scriptures I'm sure you're familiar with, but I want to try to put these into perspective and let you understand and bring you to the point of why God forsook America. Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. He says here, the, writers of, the writer of Hebrew, in, in, the, in the 11th verse, he says, Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Whoa! Could that be the church? Absolutely. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Then you're dull of hearing. Now he goes on to say, of course I backed up that 10th verse, 12th verse, for when, for when, for, that sounds good, the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Now what, now listen to what he's saying. For when, for the time, ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you. You, you looking at me? You should be teachers, but you're still needing somebody now to teach you the first oracles of God and are become such as to have need of milk and not of strong meat. And, and you know, that's one of the things that, 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 that looking through the eyes, me as a prophet, and being able to discern and being able to understand where you are, 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 are spiritually and scripturally, it, it, it just absolutely blows me away, I guess is a good way of saying it, as to how arrogant some of you are. If you knew half what you think you know, you would be doing something. A whole lot more than you're doing now. But the problem is you have deceived yourselves into believing that, bless God, that you are whatever that is because you attended the first church of the righteous, okay? But what he is saying here, he says that it's not strong meat. You have need of milk. You have need of milk. Now listen, he goes on to say this. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them, they're full of age, even those by reason of us have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Oh, now wait a minute. There's a key to discern both good and evil. What does most people discern? Evil. If you will listen to these people that saying God said this, it, 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 they're, they're talking about the, the dark side, the evil side. Here it says, strong meat belongs to those that are able to discern both good and evil, both sides, both sides of the gauntlet. And, and, and that's going to come. That's going to come through this, uh, this, uh, this group. Let's go to Second Peter 2. Second Peter 2, and in the first, starting in the first verse. And it says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. What are damnable heresies? There is no Sabbath on Saturday. There is no such a thing as new moon to keep. There is no such thing as festival. These are damnable heresies. All right? Have these been brought in? Absolutely. Even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Now notice, bringing upon themselves bringing upon themselves uh, swift uh, destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, now that, that's destructive ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be even evil spoken of. You should keep Shabbat, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. 
no, 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 that's not right. That's not what God's doing. Uh, we've passed by that. We're New Testament saints, and, and bless God, all that's gone, and we don't have that. Is that speaking evil? You better believe that's speaking evil against the things of God. See, you either become a friend of God or you become an enemy of God. The only way you can be friends of God is to be wrapped up into His covenant and the testimony of His Holy Son. If you're not going to do those two things, brothers and sisters, then you are an enemy of the Lord. Well, how can I be an enemy of the Lord? I've got Jesus on the inside. Oh, wait a minute. The Lord said, how can you think that you are saved, paraphrasing all this, and bless God, speak evil of somebody that you don't know and yet say you love me that you've never seen in heaven? He said that person's religion is in vain. In other words, it's a lie. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. As a prophet, there's a lot of people going to burn in hell thinking that their self-righteousness, bless God, of all that they thought they knew through a spirit of religion where seducing spirits came into them and they begin to hate their brothers and sisters, which we will get to, I think, yet this evening, are going to get to heaven. They're not going to get there. They're going to make heaven. It's not going to happen. And we now have entered into, as I've told you, a whole different ball game with a whole different set of rules within itself. Is, in fact, the blood of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, still not going to be that to give us eternal life? Absolutely. But the problem is that, bless God, now that we're not no longer covered through the dispensation of grace, now we have gone, and I've given you many scriptures, and if you haven't studied that for a while, go back and, and, and study uh, the, uh, the, the everlasting covenant. But we're coming to a time, now that grace, now listen to me, will overlap, it'll overlap enough that it's still going to take care of the people of this generation. Now for the, the children that are coming along, and I don't know where that break is at, I don't, know, I don't know for sure, it may be 20, 25, it may be even 30, but somewhere within that, past that, 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 that covering, then this group over here is now going to have to understand that grace ain't going to be enough. Now, you want, you want to talk about peeing the church off. This does a big time. Now, bless God, it is going to take keeping the covenant of Almighty God. It's going to take that plus the testimony of His Holy Son, Yeshua, for people to enter in to the gates of Almighty God Himself. And people, oh, that can't be. That's, that's heresy. That can't take place. There's nothing there. No, oh, yes, there's all kinds of scriptures there. We have entered... Dispensation. What is the dispensation of grace? It was a time when, bless God, through all the argument that was going on, which I preached on and taught on last uh, quarterly about Paul, that, bless God, that salvation was going to be enough, bless God, to, to be received. And God was so gracious to say, you don't have to, bless God, to keep the law to get saved. Now, since that is now passed away, still covering, as I said, somewhere down through the, 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 the time of the uh, generation. Now we're entering into a time where, bless God, that's no longer there. Were they fortunate? Yeah, probably so. Is this going to be any fun? Not a bit. We're getting down to a point in place, brothers and sisters, it's not enough to raise up your hand and say, I am a Christian. You're going to be sorely tried for this. That's the reason I keep saying to you, you want to be very, very careful. You want to be very, very sure of that which you have committed to God is God. 
You don't want to get yourself in a position of believing that, bless God, just because you went to church and raised your hand, you're getting to heaven. There are ways, even after from the time of dispensation of grace, that you can end up in hell after you have received Jesus Christ into your heart. And that's contrary with everything the church wants you to believe. But, folks, again, it's time to wake up. It's time to understand the Scriptures. And, bless God, it's time to understand that God is now meaning business and God is absolutely demanding of us. He's demanding of this generation like He has not demanded for eons and eons of generations. You're not going to walk into this thing just by volunteering. That's the reason I said it's going to take work. God has forsaken this great land. Oh, it's that this message is easy to preach today because you can look around and go, whoa, look at the finances, look at these, these diseases, look at all the, the earthquakes, and, and, and bless God, all the stuff is happening. You know, they just hear, what's it been? A couple of weeks ago they said that they're getting all this seismic, seismograph uh, 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 shakings out here in Yellowstone. And if that thing goes off, how many millions of people is going to die? What does that bring? Fear. Well, i got news to you. There's no fear to us. It'll just blow right on over me. It'll blow right on over you. Everybody say, well, why didn't it get you? Well, it just blew right on over. I don't know. Why didn't all that dust fall down? I don't know. It just blew right on over. You know, I just said, you know, I sent the angel and said, move that thing out of my way. See, that, see that, that's what happens. That's what happens when, when you can get a hold of the things of God. You can take command of the angelic force. That's the only way. You know, that's, that's not the only way, but that's one of the best ways, bless God, to change things. Send the angel out there. Let the angel take care of that. Let him be the one to bless God to do it. You know, I told you, he come to me that time and said, look, you know, your job is to believe. Ours is to do the work. And you can't even believe. Made me feel good. Now, let's go on. Now, it says that, uh, it says that uh, the truth shall be evil spoken of, third verse, and though uh, covetous shall they with fiend, which means false words, make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to, uh, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with the overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live godly, and delivered just lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelleth among them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Somebody say amen. And to reserve the, reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of, uh, of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Not afraid to speak evil of the things of God. Do you realize you start speaking against the Sabbath, you're speaking against something as holy, as holy as it gets? God said, I, he said, I have sanctified. I have, I have made this day holy unto you, and you keep it holy. And yet we've got people saying, oh, you, you see, you, don't, you really don't have to get into that. Now, the only thing, I, as I said, I could judge about it was the fact that there are no female angels. There's no, no angel named Emma anywhere. 
And, and, and you know how I know? I am a prophet. Do you know why he sold that to everybody and their dog that came in there? Because they didn't know squat about the Spirit. And all of them come in there saying, Jesus said this and Jesus said that. Can you understand why America has been forsaken? Everything's going topsy-turvy. Bless God, as I said, and I know it's made people mad and said things against me. About 90% of the people that call themselves Christians connected to the Lord Jesus Christ wouldn't know Jesus if he came in and sat next to them. You know how I can say that? Don and I travel North America. I am a major prophet of God. You, I keep saying, bring me some, bring me some man, bring me some woman that, bless God, that can do things, uh, cause it to rain, bring the drought, stop the rain, move, 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 uh, bless God, snowstorms and everything in the world out of your way. Bring, bring. There isn't anybody like that, or at least not yet. And yet, here I am, knowing who I am with God. I go into these cities, huh? And nobody else seems to know why. Now, there's only one or two things here that's happening. I either am not that, okay, and they're right, or I am that and they're wrong. And I'm going to tell you I am and they're wrong. They don't know if they knew they would be here because this is the time of your visitation. This is the time of it. Not next year, not, not, not ten years from now, now. And if they're hearing the word of the Lord, the mouth of the Lord God, they would fill up. But you know that don't bother me. Let me tell you why. I'm not looking for them. I'm looking for people like you, Ephraim. That's what we're gathering. We're gathering together, Ephraim. God has sent this prophet to you, and you better appreciate it, because he has sent. He has sent, and it is that time. Let's, uh, let's take this uh, uh, a, little bit, uh, a little bit further. You know, one of the things that, that, that I enjoy so very, very much about God and, and, and God's protection is it, it's divine and it's real. As America is, 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 is falling further and further into this pit, God is with His right hand of righteousness. At the same time as America is going down, we're coming up. See, I cry out to God, and I may have said this last night, God, I, I need more time. God, I, I, I need more time. I, I, I need to get to 20 more cities this year, 20 more cities the year after, and cover the cities that we've been in. God, Ephraim is there, and the shofar had been blown, and bless God, the seed was placed, and 20-some years ago, now it's come full turn and it's growing. Let me reap what you have sown, Lord. Let me bring in the outcasts of all of Israel. Let me prepare them and show them the way of holiness so they might enter in once again to the land of our forefathers. Let me do that. Hold back until we bring forth. Did I tell you last night God can't destroy this nation until He takes us out of it? He can't destroy it until He takes us out. Makes you feel pretty good, doesn't it? Now remember, don't get heady and high-minded about that, though. Yeah. The angel said, when you have 100,000, you will be viable. You'll be a force the church will have to reckon with, and even the rest of the world. That's where we're headed. Everything that is planned, every heart that's in this room has been drawn by the Spirit of Almighty God. You are commissioned by God. That's the reason I keep saying, don't, don't get stupid here, folks. This is the only game in town for me and you. There isn't any other, oh golly gee, let's jump the fence and get over into the green pastures over there. This is the will of God for you and I and millions like us. Oh, this is going to be so much easier, bless God, when we get 100,000. No, it's not. 
it's going to be the biggest pain in the rump that you ever dreamed about. There are going to be diapers to change 24 hours a day, probably every minute of the day. Somebody, wah, 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 wah. That's not fair. I mean, I wanted, I mean, I, that wasn't fair. I ought to have been picked to be, the, the, you know, I, and I didn't get picked. And what are you going to do about this? And what are you going to do about that? Listen to me. This is the best time we're going to have. Enjoy it. If you want to think this old bulldog prophet something, you just wait, okay? Because things are going to get, things are going to have to get different. Because why? They've got to grow up. That's what's wrong with you now. You have not grown to partake of the meat of God's Word. But we're bringing you there. Those of you that want to sit back and shut up and understand that you don't know what you think you know and quit judging this prophet, we'll get you there. And if we don't, I personally will run you out that door. You know what we usually say in the state of Indiana? They've got a rail, and it's called the Monon Line, a railroad. It's, it's a famous thing. Two little old colleges play for the Monon Bell every year. And, but they said, we'll run you up the Monon Rail. You mess with us around here. Well, we're over here, you know, across the river, so we don't have the Monon, Monon Rail. But I will run you off. You know why I do that? For the sake of the whole. That's the reason I keep saying enjoy where we're at. Take a deep breath. Lean back and relax and, and enjoy the fact that now you're being taught at the feet of, a very, of, of one of God's very prophets. Enjoy it. Bless God. Because it's going to end. Because your responsibility, each one of you in this room, your responsibilities one day are going to be so great that you're going to quake when you walk down the streets because of that which you are with God. And you have to be prepared to get there. You can't walk into it because all of a sudden you woke up and had a dream or a vision or, or bless God, a, a gas pain. I like that one. Trying to convince you, bless God, that you're walking in the things of God to such a degree that nobody else understands. Listen to me. Years ago, there's more tomorrow than there is today. No matter where you are right now, there is more with God tomorrow than where you're at today. At the end of every year, I get before the Lord God and I begin to seek His face because I need to understand how much the anointing has grown from the previous year. Why? Because there's more tomorrow than there is today. Because I know that the anointing will never ever be to a point where it is fully developed while we're here on this earth. It is developing. Your anointings are developing. Every one of you in this room have an anointing. An anointing that very well is capable of raising the dead. Most of which at this point in time hasn't done enough to spit on in comparison. My job is is to bring that anointing in you to the place where it will raise the dead. And this prophet will get it done. If I have to drag you through it, I'll drag you with your heels dug in if you will sign up to participate. Now, if you're not going to participate, I can't do nothing about it. Oh, I'm glad you all can't see the end of this thing. <laughs> you know why I'm saying that? Because it just may be that, bless God, that <clears throat> we'd all quit. Amen? You notice how I said we all I don't think that's a southern thing either. Uh, but it, 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 it seems to be, doesn't it? It seems to be. Now, now, now listen here. Uh, in, I'm still over here in, in Jude. And we talked about the murmurings. And we talked about, bless God, look in the 18th verse. Now that they told you there should be mockers in the last days who should walk after their own godly, ungodly lusts. we got that everywhere. These be they who separate themselves sensually, having not the Spirit. Now, we talked about that. 
Now, we're talking about church people here. We're not talking about heathens. But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, there it is again, praying in what? The Holy Ghost, not, not what you think's right and wrong. See, there's where I, you know, as I taught, we got into prayer. Uh, you know, Paul talked about praying in the Spirit. And, and here we're being told here that we're to be what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, listen. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, 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 folks, let me tell you something. In 23 it says, And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Who is that? That's the Lord. And to present you faultless before the presence of his, his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Lord be glory and majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. So you see, it's, it, it is ordained for all of these, all of this darkness, all this lust of the flesh, all this intimidation, all this hate, all the murmuring. It's ordained for it to be. You see, we're right on time, folks. And I think it's very, very important to understand that. Can I hold back and change enough of this to bring forth more of Ephraim? I don't know, but I'm going to try. I, I, I don't know, but I'm going to try. Because you want, you want to know why? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. This is the last of the McCoys. There will never be again on the face of this earth another great movement. Okay? We are the end. We are the end of the matter. And God has to get us back to the land, or the rest of those scriptures don't mean squat. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. There would be no reason to even be here if that isn't what he's going to do, because why? He says he's going to do it. And God had to have an honest, God, real, anointed prophet in order, as I always say, number one, to put up with you, number two, to keep you in line, and number three, if I have to, to rebuke you. That's my job. Then after, you see, with a prophet, you know, with a prophet, our place is to do what? It's to tear down. It's, and then to build up. As I say, most people never leave during the tearing down stage. A prophet will get you built up in the Most High God. But he first has to get all this nonsense of religion out of you, which absolutely just, see how I'm stuttering? It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable where some of you are at and where you could be. But it's because of religion. It's because you think. Uh, we tried to straighten out this morning. Do you find anything in there where God is impressed with what you think? No, you don't. He's not impressed with your opinion about what you think about your religion. He is very impressed with those that will keep his word without questioning. But the battle is not in flesh and blood. The battle is in the spirit. Let's, let's go to Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. 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 Sixth chapter. The twelfth verse. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, the, the battle is, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in, in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is what we battle against. This is a supernatural world as us being placed into it with flesh and blood. As I have told you, and many of you know, that, bless God, there is another world within, what we, within where we're at here. 
There are spirits in this room. There's both darkness and light here tonight. We have bound up the darkness and loosed the power of God's anointing of the Rahakadish upon you. We have control, I have control over the darkness through the name of Yeshua. I am about to unleash, bless God, through that control, the anointing, people to be uh, set free in whatever areas, whether it's health or, or spiritually. But in order for that to happen, you have to do what? You have to win the battle in the spirit realm. It has to be won there. If you can't win it there, you're not going to win, period. So as I prepare to bring the messages this weekend, I call it doing my homework through fasting and prayer, then I begin to tear down every day uh, for the past two weeks. I have tore down the powers of darkness coming in to any of these meetings and disrupting. I have lifted up the name, the name of Yeshua, I have asked the Lord God to let His anointing flow from the tops of your heads to the bottoms of your feet in the name of Yeshua. I have believed the Lord God for everyone that signed the list to come before you ever got here. I believe God for the miracles, the healings, the deliverances. That's called faith. And when you can start calling things like that before they happen, that pleases God. And I'm going to tell you something, you can get in business with God. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. But we wrestle out against it. This thing isn't against flesh and blood. Bless God, it's against what? It's against the spirit world. It's against, bless God, demons that have sneaked into unawares unto you. And you have accepted it because what? You don't have enough knowledge to understand right from wrong in all areas. Now, you can do it in some areas. We all can. But, the, you know, until we can make this thing come together, you know, I, I'm telling the, the ministry now that, bless God, we have to, bless God, bring this thing together where it can't be moved. So those of you that are attending these fellowships can understand. We are in agreement. We are standing together. And we are waiting for you to grow up. And if you will do these things, we can get into it. But, you see... We tear down the strongholds. That's what we do. We tear them down. We have tore down strongholds. Oh, I like that part. Let, let, let's go to, uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Psalms 94. Psalms 94. Psalms 94. And of course, we're going to do, uh, starting in the first verse, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth. Uh-oh, who, who, to God, but vengeance belong. O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Now, what's he saying? The judge of the earth. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all workers of iniquity boast themselves. They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Boy, see, that's what we think. We think God's not looking. We think God is not looking. And yet he sees everything inside and out. It goes on to say, 
They slay the widow and the, and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say the Lord shall not see, neither shall the, the God of Jacob regard it. Understand ye brutish among the people. And ye fools, when, when will ye be wise? He that planteth the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed uh, the eye, uh, shall he not see? He that chasteneth the heathen, uh, shall, not be, uh, shall not he correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, shall not he know it? The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. Uh-oh. Now we're in trouble. Your opinion means what to God? Nothing. It's vanity. It's as though it's not there. Okay? Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, I'll get in a minute, O Lord, and teacheth him out of thy law. Isn't that what we're doing? God is having to chasten some of us in order for us to do what? See the right way. But you see, we, uh, you, you, if you cannot ch- uh, receive being chastened, and some people can't, if you, if you can't understand that, bless God, you have to come under this prophet and not over this prophet. If you can't, uh, I've said before this weekend, if you can't trust me in that, then you're not going to be around very long because you're going to have to come to the place. It's like I said, it usually takes about a year for people to understand how smart I am and how stupid you are. And some of you are looking at me again like, oh, I don't think that. If you can stay around a year or if you'll talk to some of these that have been here over a year, they're going to tell you that's exactly right. Because I'm going to prove to you over and over and over again that, bless God, the depths of revelation knowledge that God has given to me. And for you to come against this by you thinking that you know something that, bless God, is what? If you don't think that I haven't been around enough years to have thoroughly, absolutely, without a, 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 a turning of, of, of anything, spent hours upon hours upon hours in every subject that there is that could be mentioned, you're silly. And then let me tell you what makes you a bigger, uh, uh, <laughs> a bigger pain in the rump. Sometimes people come to me about things, and they'll point out to me the error of my way. And sometimes I say, have you, 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 did an angel come in? Oh, no, I learned that at the first church of the righteous. Well, uh, friend, uh, an angel came and spoke to me. Now, are we going to uh, believe the first church of the righteous? Are we going to believe this angel that's showing up at and bless God, dealt with me for all these years and years and years. I'm going to believe the angel. Until things are, are get crosswise and get wrong, if they ever was, well, then maybe we not, couldn't trust the angels anymore. But no, that's not the case. That would have happened years ago if it was going to have happened. So what we so what we're wanting you to understand is, even though God has forsaken America, what we have to do is to build you up in the most high faith and bring you into the presence of God, blameless, taught according to the law, and by the testimony of His Holy Son, Yeshua. Now, as we're able to bring you into those areas, and you're able to receive and begin to grow, and bless God, what is it? From faith to faith. From faith to faith, you're going to move forward. You have to prove yourselves 
All right? And how can you prove yourself if you're so busy being the judge of yourself and everybody else? You should judge yourself. I mean, that's not right, but everybody else. You can't move forward. You can't. Your faith isn't going to change. Why? Because you're, you're not a student. You're a judge. Boy, somebody needs to hear that. I hope you get a hold of that tonight. You've got to be a student. Nobody has elected you. I don't see anybody had, got a, a diploma saying, I'm now a prophet, an apostle, a pastor, an evangelist, a teacher. I don't see people walking around with it on their chest. You are students of the Most High God through this prophet. And when you learn, one day, I'm going to tell you, some of you sitting out here, one of these days you'll have people under you and the same pain in the butt that you're being right now, you're going to have people under you being bigger pains in the butt. And I'm not going to say ha, ha, he, he, and he got what you deserve, but. <laughs> say, God loves you, Brother Deckard. I need that every once in a while. Every once in a while I need that. It's something, brothers and sisters. It's something to know. You know, I sit at nights many times, and I sit and I stare out into the darkness through a window, and I think, you know, God, when we started this thing, it was me and Donna, the, 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 the two kids, the two sisters that are here, and I believe there may have been maybe one other family involved. I'm standing in that room, and I'm saying, well, I had this vision that God is going to bring people from all over the United States here to Fairfield, Illinois. We all laughed, howled, got on the floor and beat the floor with our hands and cried. No, we didn't. But I think some of us would like to have, and I'd like to have been the leader of the group. That didn't make any sense. But God does not work according to sense. God works by His Spirit through faith by the power of of His anointing. And God, and you are the proof of this. From all over the United States, you sit here this weekend. Something is happening, brothers and sisters, in the midst of this down spiral of America. Something is taking place that is far deeper and far more important to God. And you need to turn and look at everybody that you can lay your eye on because that's what it's more important. We've come a long way to get here. We've got a long way to go. But let me tell you something. God never starts something that He doesn't finish, does He? No. And when we begin to realize that we're not the back of the bus but the front, when you and I begin to realize that, that yeah, it looks like America's going, as they say, going to, going to hell in a handbasket, but you see again, we're going to stand there and say, hey, you know what? God didn't want this this way, and He didn't. You chose, but you chose badly, America. You have now chosen, Ephraim, but you have chosen wisely. And because you have made that choice, that's the reason I say, don't turn loose of this because of some stupid thing that you think you've come up with. Don't turn loose of this because I'm going to tell you something. If God called you to it, now listen to me, if He called you to this, it is the perfect will of God for your life. If you walk away from the perfect will of God, 
Where do you think you're going to go? To the next perfect will? There is but one! Grab on to that, brothers and sisters, and hang on to it. Because this is the perfect will of God. There isn't anything else. There's not going to be more green pastors over there. There's not going to be more, oh, let's go to Florida to get the anointing shows. This is it. Hand in hand, we will go together home to the land of Israel. And the power of God will see to it. And He will even rebuke kings for our sake. Nothing by any means is going to harm us. America forsaken, does it really make any difference? Nah. It really doesn't. Why? Because we have a greater purpose, a higher purpose, a higher calling than that. Dangerous times is now because we're small. It's easy to look around and say, <laughs> millions, <laughs> look at this. It's easy. Nothing is impossible with God. If thou can but believest, all things are possible to him that believeth. I would rather believe, wouldn't you? I would rather say, you know what? Let's go on in. And I'm saying, come on in. The water's fine. It's okay. God will lift you up with the right hand of His righteousness if He need be. There isn't anything to be concerned about. Well, how are we going to eat? God will put it on the plate if you haven't. If you've, and as I told you last night, now if you haven't prepared, you're in trouble. I would love to ask you to hold your hand up and be honest if you have not done any preparations, but I don't want to do that because I don't want to embarrass you here with the rest of these people. But what I do want you to understand is <clears throat> go home and begin to prepare now. It's not too late to begin to prepare. Go home and begin to prepare now. But don't wait, folks. We're, we're coming very, very close to that time. Again, I, you don't have to be a prophet to understand that. It's here. You can watch TV. You can understand, my Lord and my God, everything's going wrong. Everything's going upside down. And like I said, you look at the weather, it's going upside down. You look at all this stuff that's going on, the diseases now that are still going upside down. Well, like I said, if one doesn't get us, another's going to. But you see, we're not them. No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. There's no plague going to come nigh our dwellings. Everybody, folks, I'm going to tell you something. We're about to find out what the privileges are of being the children of God. See, this isn't any different than it was back in, 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 the day, in the time of Egypt. It's not a bit different. We're getting ready. We're getting ready to come forward. Now, let me see here. Uh, let's go down here to, to the ninth verse. For thou, Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted for above all gods. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Uh-oh. There we go. Now, let's do that again. Wait a minute. Why did you jump over to 97? Oh, I love that. Turn with me to 9710. See, I'll make a sermon out of anything. Let's use I want to, I want to get that. I want you to understand that. I just look down. I, every, every time I walk by, I, I must blow the page around. For thou, ninth verse, 97, Psalms. For thou, uh, Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted for above all gods. All above all gods. He's exalted above all gods. 
You know, I loved it when he said, he said, there are no other gods. There's not been any gods before me. There won't be any gods after me. I am the Lord thy God. And he's still the Lord our God. Like I said, when you try to compare him to, 